0: Good morning, federal employees. Welcome back to this Q&A session of Haas Federal Advisors. My name is Dallin. It is always a pleasure to spend some time with you today. Today I have three great questions about your federal benefits and the things that you have to decide on as a federal employee, so buckle up, let's dive right in. So, question number one. They say, hey, I am a subscriber and a big fan of the YouTube channel. Thank you, thank you for subscribing, being a part of the community. They say, I hope to retire at age 56 in eight months with 28 years of civilian and four years of military service. Now, we know that many federal employees are in the same boat where you have some civilian service, maybe you had some military service, maybe you retired from the military, there's lots of military vets as federal employees. They say, okay, um, but I have bought back those four years of military time, which is great. They say, I understand that the amount of the first supplement is calculated only on the credible civilian service but I will need my military service to be eligible to retire with at least 30 years at my minimum retirement age. Will my military service be used to meet the MRA plus 30 requirements needed to receive the supplement or will I need two more years of civilian service? Thank you in and and for clarification you may provide and keep ple- and please keep posting those great videos. So this is a great question. So long story short, he's right. When calculating your first supplement, and again, if the first supplement is new to you, just Google, say, hey, the first supplement, the ultimate guide. I've got a long, long article that goes all into that to see, okay, are you eligible for it? And basically, it's more money in retirement for you. That's great. Look it up, see if you're eligible, and see if this works for you. Okay, so he's right. When it comes to calculating what your first supplement's going to be, then it is only based on your civilian service. So let's say you did you know, 15 years in the military, and then you did, let's say, another 10 or 15 years as a civilian, right? Well, when calculating your first supplement, the military time doesn't count. It does not count. They only look at your civilian time. Now, with that being said, to be eligible for retirement, buying back your military time will make you eligible to retire and can make you eligible for the first supplement, right? And in this person's situation, as long as they have at least 30 years of service, whether it is straight up civilian service or military time that they bought back, as long as they have at least 30 years and they hit their MRA, their minimum retirement age, then they are eligible to retire and eligible for the first supplement, right? So they're eligible for it. He does not have to do another two years of civilian service. He's eligible for it, but when it is then calculated, it is only based on the civilian time. So he's eligible for it, it's just any military service that he has is not gonna then go into the first supplement, okay? So that's really not gonna affect too many people very much, but if you have a large chunk of your career that you spent in the military, but you did not retire from the military, you're not receiving a military check Right? If you're not doing that, if you bought back your military time, this will affect you more if you have a large chunk of your career in the military. So definitely keep that in mind. Okay, question number two. They say, I am 62 and planning on retiring ASAP. I was wondering about the estimate they give you on the site where you begin the retirement process. Mine says $2,192 per month. Is that figure before? or after taxes and insurance? This is a great question. So there's actually a number of different softwares that are used for pension estimates. There's GRB, there's a number of them, and sometimes some agencies will actually just have benefits experts that will pump out the estimates for you, and you don't even touch the software, right? So there's a number of different ones. So I don't know exactly which one this gentleman is looking at or thinking about but it's good to address. Long story short, whenever you get an estimate, that's a question you wanna ask is, is this before taxes? Are they taking stuff out? Is the tax amount right? Are they taking enough out for taxes? Am I gonna keep my health insurance? Am I going to keep my life insurance? What about, do you have long-term care insurance? What about dental vision? What about survivor benefit, right? Have you made decisions on all of these and how much is it assuming is coming out for all of those, right? Because by the time all those things come out and are paid for, well, your pension can easily be cut in half, easily, depending on how much it is if not more, right? I've seen where pensions are basically gone after it pays for all this, but again, it does pay for all that, so you get insurance, you get all these things that are super beneficial for you, but you want to know, okay, at the end of the day, how much can I spend? What's the net amount? That's huge. So long story short, I wish I had a more specific answer. Okay, for you, this specific software does this, but long story short, if the software is assuming things are coming out it'll probably tell you which things it is taking out it should tell you that so if it's not saying hey we took out taxes we took out your survivor benefits we took out insurance then it probably isn't that's probably your gross amount and um you're going to want to kind of calculate those things out and i've got a number of articles on the things that do come out um if you want to get a really really good idea of how to calculate your pension which you definitely could do on your own um then go to my website um, under the topic on the top, you could, you could find articles by topic, go to pension. And there's a bunch of them that go over. Okay. What's taken out? How does this work? And definitely will give you a great start. Okay. So that is question number two, question number three. They say, I am 57 years old and retired from the U S postal service on June 30th, 2021. So just recently congrats on your retirement. If I want to take money from the TSP, the Thrift Savings Plan, will I be penalized even if I've already separated from the US Postal Service? It's a great question. So there's two things to think about when it comes to trying to get money out of your TSP, okay? There's first penalty, and that is a early penalty for taking money out before 59 and a half, okay? That's that to think about, and then there's taxes. Those are two different things. So, as a traditional FERS employee, as long as you retire in the year that you turn 55 or later, or later, right, then you can access your traditional TSP without that 10% early penalty, okay? Do you still have to pay taxes on any traditional TSP money that you pull out? Yes, you certainly do. That still is part of the deal right? But you don't have to pay that penalty. Now, if you're special provisions, that age goes down to 15. So if you're special provisions first, as firefighters, air traffic controllers, you know who you are, then you can access, as long as you retire and you year you turn 50 or later, then you can access your traditional TSP without that 10% penalty. But of course, you will have to pay taxes, right? Now, with your Roth TSP, you actually can't access that without the penalty before 59 and a half. Okay, so definitely, definitely consider that if you've got a decent amount of Roth TSP money, you're going to want to hold off, you don't want to touch that until 59 and a half. Now, I've talked about this before, but one big difference between the the Roth TSP and a Roth IRA, outside the TSP, right, is that when you touch money from the Roth TSP, they assume that half of that comes from the contribution, so half of it what you put in, and half of it from the growth how much your money that you put in has grown too, right? In a Roth IRA, they assume, whenever you take money out, they assume that the contribution to it, anything you put in, comes out first, right? So, basically, if you have a Roth IRA, and you're under 59 and a half, and you need funds, and hopefully non-taxable funds, well, you can always take out money that you put into a Roth IRA free of taxes or penalty. You could always take that money out because you already paid taxes on it. It's after-tax money. Right, And that is a Roth IRA. If you're not familiar with that, I've got a bunch of videos on that, definitely check those out. So again, the Roth IRA is outside the TSP, outside the TSP. The Roth TSP assumes it comes out from half of your contributions and half of the growth. So meaning, if you take money out of the Roth TSP before 59 and a half, you will be paying a penalty and taxes on half of that. Right, that's kind of how it works. So hopefully that makes sense. If you yourself as a federal employee have any questions, there's a link below in the description to, to submit them through my website. And I will definitely pick some more for next week on Saturday to give you more answers about your federal retirement. So good luck with everything. I'll see you guys next time.